As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. I have Carrie Kanya here again to discuss sacred cycles of power. How are you? I am amazing. It's so great to be here with you again um, on your podcast. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I've been uh, wanting to go back to Sedona. Is right now a busy time? Getting to be. It's actually a little bit of a slow time now, but by the time March comes, it's going to start getting busy again. So when do you think the best months to come are? February and... February is good. Um... And then, I mean, of course, it's hotter in the summer, but summer is a little bit of a slower time. So spring and fall are our busiest times. Okay, that's good to know. I like to go when it's not busy. Yeah, so I would say February or maybe wait till like after we get really busy on spring break periods. Like for us, spring break ends up being like a two month period because each state and school has spring break on a different week. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, maybe I'll wait until like midsummer time to come out again. Yeah, that would be actually we have um, our uh, Sedona Yoga Festival, which got off track because of COVID. It usually happens in February, March, but it's happening in June this year. So maybe for that. What about um, the you had done training with Don Miguel Ruiz? Is that Mm -hmm. It looks like that schedule is a little bit off as well. I saw that they recently did a gathering of the shamans thing online. And usually that retreat here in Sedona is also in the spring um, at Mago Ranch in Sedona, but I haven't heard of anything about it yet. And everyone's schedules got a little bit off with retreat things because of, you know, COVID shutdown. So I'll keep you updated on that though. Yeah, I really, really, I mean, I will adjust my schedule to be able to go to that. Cool. All right, so what are sacred cycles of power? Okay, so we can look at sacred cycles of power, sometimes also called shamanic cycles of power, as being cyclic rhythms in nature that support 
processes and cycles of birth, life, death, and regeneration. And that can be on holistic levels, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually speaking. So we could start by um, just looking at you know, the, the agricultural cycle that happens in nature every year, where um, late winter is where um, any type of seed plant begins to sort of germinate under the soil. It sprouts in the spring, it grows and develops in the winter, or sorry, in the summer, it produces its fruit at the summer slash fall and then returns to the earth once again in the winter time and so sacred cycles of power uh, on more holistic levels follow that same type of model so to speak okay we we as humans in our modern world we have a tendency to forget that we are as influenced by the natural cyclic energies of nature as plants, animals, all living things are. We don't realize that we are influenced by those things, but we are, whether we're aware of it or not. (coughs) I used to not be aware of it, but I feel like within the last year, I've become more aware of it. Where if I like feel just drained, depleted, to me, that's like a death phase where I'm reflecting and then I'm going to let go of something. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And so cycles of power, um, I like to look at them as being almost concentric spheres of influence, meaning we have micro cycles of power and then larger cycles of power. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm a little tickle in my throat. So a cycle of power could be, as example, a century or longer. It can be the span of a human lifetime. It can be a decade, a year, a month, a week, a day, an hour. And so that's what I mean by spheres of influence that we're always being affected by. Um, so we can have our personal cycle of uh, power as far as our biorhythms go, mm-hmm. right? Just our natural, that are con- it's connected to our natural physiology of our bodies. We go through natural cycles every month where we have highs and lows physically, mentally, emotionally. So would you say that, okay, so we all, all humans are affected by the cycles and then we all go through our own cycles, but we're also attached to the moon cycles and the earth cycles. There's all these different cycles within the cycles. That's what I mean by they're like, you know, um, uh, concentric spheres of influence. It's like, you know, those um, uh, dolls that fit inside of each other, right? Uh It's like that. And it's all interconnected. So our personal cycles of power that might be connected to our biorhythm, which is connected to the energy meridians in the body that um, is literally affect, uh, connected to the organs of the body and things like that. Even those things on deeper levels are connected to the pulse of the earth, what's going on cosmically with the moon, the sun, the planets, and all of that as well. How would someone know what's 
personal cycle they're in? Well, the more you can cultivate more of an awareness of what your state of being is each day, because we can go through various cycles of power, even within one day. Like for me, no, I know myself and I am more uh, mentally alert before three or 4 PM. So if I have mental tasks to do or things that require critical thinking, I know I got to do that before 4 p.m. or forget it. I'm waiting till the next day. Girl, same. I'm the same. Yeah, but other people might be different. Somebody else might feel more alert at a different time of day. Um, So the way that we know is just by being aware of how we feel throughout each day as far as what our personal rhythm seems to be because there is a consistency within that. However, that can change slightly depending on the season of year that we're in. So each season can be seen as a cycle of power in and of itself. Um, For example, in the wintertime, just like some animals hibernate in the winter, Mm -hmm. humans also are more compelled inward in the wintertime. We, we naturally feel, whether we're conscious of it or not, we naturally feel more like um, being indoors, nesting, eating warm, hearty root vegetable stews and things that are nourishing. So that cycle of power is a really good time for doing healing work, self-development. For example, it's not the most optimum time to launch a startup business. It would be a good time to make preparations for those things. So the really cool thing about working with sacred cycles of power is that when we know about them, we can work with them more consciously. And ultimately, all of our efforts in life are going to produce the most efficient results. It's because you're like not fighting against the current. Yes, exactly. Huh. So then after winter, what cycle comes next? It goes uh, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And I can share a little bit about what the natural energies around these cycles are. Yeah, that would be awesome. So I talked about how winter is more of a time of going within. And so it's good for healing work. It's a good time for learning, studying, things like that. Spring is the energy of spring naturally compels us to get a new flow going, a new energy going in our life. It's a good time to to allow and listen to the part of you that is compelled to get fresh energy circulating in your life. So spring is the time to set new uh, intentions into motion. It's funny. I was going to say, I intuitively feel it's like a good time to learn. Maybe it's just for me, but I feel like I'm, I go into the cycle of learning within spring. Good. And that might be more like early spring. And then by the time we get to late spring, you're starting to apply some of yes. those things. Yeah. And right now, um, and this is something that uh, listeners to your podcast can do no matter when they're tuning into it. Uh, just start with whatever season it is when you're listening to this and focus in on that season and ask yourself, 
uh, does this feel aligned with where I'm at right now? For example, right now, we're literally in the halfway point between winter and spring. Spring is six weeks away. So we're sort of coming out of not feeling so hibernating and starting to feel a little bit more like we're peeking our heads out of our homes and wanting to be a little bit more active again. You might find that your learning thing is starting to kick in a little bit right now. Mm -hmm, it is. And then when we get to summer, summer is a time agriculturally where things come into full bloom, full blossoming, full growth. And so for humans, it's the natural time of year where we can achieve the most growth results by just applying our attention and energy in the direction of consciously growing or bringing what our intentions are that we set in the spring, we work towards bringing them into fruition in the summertime. Okay. I have a practice that I do in the summertime that I just call tending the garden, where is that something that we would agriculturally do in the summer, we're tending the garden, which means we're pulling out weeds and fertilizing the plants so that they grow. On personal development levels, the weeds would be um, any thoughts that we have that might be counterproductive to what mm -hmm. we're trying to manifest, all of the doubts, the uncertainties, things like that. Those would be the metaphoric weeds that we're pulling out and we're fertilizing our intentions by supporting them with positive, affirmative thoughts, energies, and intentions. And if we do that, then by the time we get to fall, all of our efforts that we have been channeling through spring and summer produce the the return of whatever those efforts have been. It's, it's a time of gratitude. It's a time of uh, receiving the fruits of our efforts, so to speak. It's a time of manifestation, a time of plenty in agricultural uh, concepts. It's the time of the, you know, reaping the harvest, so to speak. Right. And then after that, we go to winter again, where we sort of release, let go, clear away, whatever um, it has served its purpose. And we sort of go inward again, and then the cycle returns. So this is like a sort of a big picture thing that repeats every year, which again is why I say it literally is a cycle, like the, the sacred cycles or shamanic cycles can be seen as rhythmic natural cycles that occur not all in the same time frame but there's a divine mystery to all of them it's you know divine presence god spirit universe whatever you call it is what makes those cycles what they are right god mm -hmm. spirit universe is what established okay we have a new moon every 28 days every month the sun goes into a new sign uh, every planet has its own orbit, which impacts us all individually as well. Now we can make it even closer to home on earth and work with the elements, earth, air, fire, water. Ooh, tell me about that. So 
the really cool thing there's I'll tell you this really cool thing about this in a moment but um the elements earth air fire water and in some uh, like in yoga philosophy space is also considered an element as well but they all have cycles of power as well so in the tradition that I work with, um, which is considered like more European shamanism, earth is connected to winter. So the cycle of power for earth is in the winter time. And this is again, where we tend to our physical body. We optimize our physical health, well-being, our life force vitality in preparation for whatever we're going to, you know, intend in the future. So it's like recharging. Mm-hmm. Air is the cycle of power for air is in the springtime and air to your point does also have to do with mind energies, learning, studying, acquiring knowledge, initiating new energies, uh, new beginnings, innovation, that type of thing. Fire represents purification. It's our creativity. It's our passions and the cycle of power for fire is summertime and which makes sense because it's warm right right and then water the cycle of power which is about going with the flow being fluid uh being receptive is the natural cycle of power time of year is fall but even within that we can have many little cycles of power within that yoga teaches that all of the elements live in our body. Mm-hmm. So earth is the physical structure of our body, the bones of our body. Water is the f- internal fluids of our body. Fire is our body's internal heat and air of course is breath. And so doing breath work, for example, can help you to activate the element of air in your body and access all of the energies that air is connected to learning, studying, knowledge, things like that. I love that. Have you noticed as you're talking, I keep thinking a lot of people probably get stuck in the weed part where um, they're reflecting on themselves and gaining more awareness, like what weeds they need to pull out. And I feel like with Um, people like being self-critical they get stuck in it and then they don't they never reach the harvest does that make sense yes that is exactly what can happen and that's why when we learn about these cycles we can work with them more consciously and I do have I can show you later on I pulled out five of my top books from my bookshelves that are have something to do in one way or another of things having to do with sacred cycles of power so I can share them with you later on um so if any of your uh, listeners want to you know read them can you share your top two favorite right now just because I feel like top two okay yeah I know it's hard I'm gonna have to go with this as my top two it's really hard to pick um the Toltec Path of Transformation by Heather Ash Amara, and it's subtitled Embracing the Four Elements of Change. So this book literally is about working with the four elements that I just talked about. Got it. Okay. Now, this book that I love is more from a Native American tradition, but I want to say here that 
every, literally every indigenous culture in the world works with these teachings. So although there might be slight variations with the different cultures and how people work with them, there's way more commonalities than there are differences. So this next book that I love is called Dancing the Dream, and it's by Jamie Sams, and it's subtitled The Seven Sacred Paths of Human Transformation. This book has to do with the different teachings of the different directions of the medicine wheel the in Native American traditions. Now you might think, well, there's only four directions in the medicine wheel, so why is this subtitled Seven Sacred Paths of Transformation? So there's north, south, east, west, but the Native Americans also consider above, below, and within. Oh, I didn't as know that. Being, yeah, as being uh, directions that have sacred wisdom teachings connected to them. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever, do you notice being closer to spirit um, during a certain cycle more so than the others? That's an awesome question. Let me feel. Okay, I'll, I'll answer it this way. I'm just in my mind, I'm thinking about, is there a season of year that I feel closer to spirit? And each one has its own uniqueness to it. But I will say that I think I feel closest in the what's called the the cross days, like the solstices and the equinoxes when the seasons change. Uh-huh. Right. Because for me, it's a part of my spiritual practice to do some type of conscious acknowledgement that I am shifting into a new season in my life right now as the earth is changing season. So I put a little bit more of um, 
conscious awareness into that during those times. So the solstices and equinoxes, but then also the halfway points as well are the times of year that I have that mindfulness and feel more connected because I'm purposely doing things to align myself with those energy shifts. Yeah. I think for me, it's just different depending on what I'm working on. But like intuitively right now, I feel like it's spring and fall. Yeah. Those are my favorite times, spring and fall. Same. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for someone, I feel like a lot of people stay away from shamanism because they, um, how do I explain this? I feel like they feel like one, there's too much to learn or it's too sacred. They're not worthy to learn it. Mm. so how do you how would you recommend them moving past that mindset I mean I know like from I tell all my clients if you're drawn to something that's your intuition guiding you yeah so I think some people might feel a little bit intimidated by the word shaman because of uh, different ideas of what that might mean but if we simplify it and just go back to the you know basic definition of like a person who might be called a shaman is a person who acts as an intermediary between earth and the realm of spirit, which of course every human has the capacity to do through prayer, meditation. So if you take the word shaman out of it and just call it a sacred cycle of power, meaning a natural cycle that has been established by the creator in ways that is like a great mystery that we can't completely comprehend the hows or whys of, but we know that they're there and we know that uh, we're influenced by them and that we have the capacity to work with them consciously. So for people who feel intimidated at the shamanic teachings, just take the word shaman out of it and, and call it like sacred cycle of power, just cycle of power. Yeah, I like that. And then also know that all of the information is here for you to learn and grow from. I, I don't know why. I just feel like shamanism is so sacred that like a lot of people um, don't feel worthy mm-hmm. like dabbling and learning about it. One thing that would be cool um, for listeners to explore um, is how sacred cycles of power have been worked with in you know, more traditional forms of spiritual paths or practices or even religions, right? Um, At the root, at the core root of every spiritual tradition we have in life is shamanism. Even with formed religions like Christianity, Judaism, Islam, the primary religions that we know of, Mm -hmm. all are rooted in these underlying universal spiritual teachings. And so that could make a really interesting research project for people as well. I love that. I feel like intuitively there's going to be a shift within the next like 15 years where people are going to come for me for saying this, but I don't care. I feel like religion is going to be more outdated and spiritualism is going to resurface again and people are going to be exploring it. Um, what do mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. Um, okay. So I am with you on that. And one thing that's coming to me about how sacred cycles of power can be acknowledged or recognized in formulated religions is looking at the holidays. That's what the holidays are. Mm 
Like for instance, Christmas coincides with the winter solstice. Easter coincides with springtime. Like, right? That's so funny. I never even realized that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been just learning a lot lately. And one of the things that I stumbled across was people were taught to fear spiritualism where like there's witches and there's hexes and just all the negative things that may have been blown out of proportion. I feel like it was, and I don't Mm -hmm. feel like it was truth. Maybe it was one person's experience, but I don't feel like it was everyone's. But anyway, I feel like um, it steered a lot of people into becoming religious, which is so much more controlled. And then Mm -hmm. fear was put in place. And then people felt like, if I don't do this, then I'm not going to go to heaven. And then they, all these like negative belief systems started to develop. So I don't know. I think that more people are going to become aware of that. And I'm not saying a ditch, fully ditch religion. If you're religious, I just feel like if there's any fear motivating you within your religion, then I ask you to look at that. Yes. Because fear is not God. Right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to have to have you on again. I just awesome. love, you have so much information. Like, how do you know everything? Just training and reading? And- I started learning. I, I, I love reading. I, you know, things having to do with spiritual development, personal growth is, you know, my main passion for myself and my own life is my own personal growth. And so I've had a lifetime of learning with teachers, reading, taking workshops. Um, the whole thing about the sacred cycles of power I originally became introduced to through my mother. My mother was really into, she was an astrologer. She practiced earth-based spirituality. We could say European shamanism. And I mean, I grew up as a kid, like just my mom's like, oh, well, spring equinox. And here's, this is what we do in the spring equinox. Now here's summer coming. And this is what we do in the summer. And I started learning those things probably as soon as I was born. Amazing. You had one up on everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) So um, there's, you know, even the farmer's almanac can be a really good source for uh, cycles of power here on earth that my mom referred to the farmer's almanac all the time. She would like watch the weather and she could know by what the weather was at night or in the morning what was going to happen energetically and wow that's amazing and she did astrology too mm-hmm. yeah that's cool yeah so so i was raised to live this way and i have been living this way my entire life there's no way i could not live this way it's like living in alignment with the the cycles of power that we're talking about well, I love that. I feel like it's rare to meet someone who um, had a spiritual upbringing. Usually it's like super traumatic and then they get pushed into spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have that component too. You yeah. Know, but <laughs> yeah. But you also had, that's so cool though. Does your mom yeah. still do astrology? She's passed on now. So yeah. But um, she was, you know, when I, I didn't really realize it when I was a kid, but looking back, I can see now she, she was really one of my first spiritual teachers. I love that. I feel like that helps you to like forgive anything that she did, any wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Does she ever come through like during your meditations or once in a while it's um, you've probably experienced this maybe with past on ancestors of your own where it might come in phases. Like I might not hear from her for a while and then she'll be around me a lot. Like I feel like mm-hmm. she's been around me a lot lately because of some changes going on that I shared with you earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and I can feel her around me and just lending her energetic support. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I have a similar Similar experience, although I'm taking some developmental classes right now and it's making me, I don't want to say more open. That's the best way I can explain it though. Like the other day I was talking to my husband and then all of a sudden I felt his dad and then asked him about this like fish hook thing that I was picking up on. And so now I'm just, and before it was never like that. Well, it happens here and there, but now I do feel like very open. I've never, I've struggled to connect with my own dead people and I'm not anymore. It's really weird. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, There can be like a thing with people who are psychic. Like if I try to sit down and give myself a structured reading with tarot cards or whatever, by the time I'm done, I have the whole deck spread out and I'm pulling my hair out going, what do you mean? (laughs) Yes. But for me, I get my own guidance just in the moment as flashes of inspiration or instincts or a vision or a dream. A lot of my own stuff comes to me in my dream time. Yeah, I feel like it's always when I'm doing something like going for a walk or like in the middle, I'm busy and then I'll hear a voice really quick and then I'll just jot it down. Mm-hmm. I call it the curse of the gift. Like we're, we're, we can't really always be our own best psychics because of course we're invested. We have an emotional attachment to what we want our outcomes to be. And that's a lot of times I think colors our perception or colors our trust in our perception. Completely agree, which before I never trusted myself, but I've been practicing acceptance, like where if something doesn't work out, well, I have I assume that the universe knows better like I completely trust that the universe is guiding me and I feel like with that mindset it's been easier for me to like quote unquote read myself yes I'm the same way it's like okay here's here's my intention of how I feel like I'm being guided but I'm leaving it open to this or something better because I know that the universe's plan for me is way better than what I can imagine from this perspective right now right I know I had signed up for a class and it didn't work out and like old Kareen would have been like, why did it work out? And then, and right. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go with the flow and surrender. And I know you're going to bring me a teacher. And then like the next day I got an email from someone. So yeah, it's so amazing. I wish more people would trust the universe, but I feel like you have to learn the hard way. And you have to literally trust. You can't just say you're going to trust and then not trust. You have to literally like go out on a limb, like, okay, I'm going to trust this. It's only through going out on that limb and genuinely doing your part to put your trust in it that you'll see that you can trust. Totally. That's like such a good explanation. Right. (laughs) I have to talk myself through it. Like, okay, no, you said that you would trust. And then I'll go over past experiences in my head where it all just worked out and then I'll surrender again. But yeah, I'm pretty in like, I'm in a good like flow state right now. That's good. Yeah. Finally. I feel like I started doing really good after I went and saw you in person. Good. Yeah. I'm glad about that. That was life changing. Oh, I'm glad. I'm so happy for you on that. I want to fly out there again and have another session with you. Well, keep me updated and we'll, you know, work that out whenever it's in the flow for you. All right. So for people listening, if they want to book a session with you, you can do them uh, remotely. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do offer video chat sessions. 
Um, and best way to reach me is through my website, holisticpsychic.com. And that's holistic with an H, not W-H. Okay. And then what's your Instagram handle? It's my name, Carrie Kanya, C-A-R-R-I-E-K-O-N-Y-H-A. And then you also have an amazing YouTube channel. You do like the the weather, the astrological weather. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and that's also under my name, Carrie Kanya, my YouTube channel. And I'll mention here that the whole reason I do my weekly energy updates is basically what I'm doing is I'm talking about what the cycles of power for that week are and how we can use them to support our growth. Perfect. I'll share that and then I'll put all of your information in the notes section. I appreciate that. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Karina. It was great to connect again and let's stay in touch. For sure. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a couple of minutes to write a review on iTunes. There is a link to do so in the notes section. No episode next week. I don't release episodes the last week of every month just to give myself a break. So I will see you in March. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.